Hey guys, Connor from the Ticket Stub, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Monday, high noon, December 2nd, the first Monday of the month. First, Yeah, first Monday in December. I can't believe it's December already, but it's a beautiful day outside. It's actually pretty nice weather, pretty crispy. I'm your host, Margie Taylor, Conroe Culture News, downtown Conroe, Lone Star Community Radio, FM 104.5, 106.1. And my guests today are Maria Banos Jordan. She's with Texas Familias Council and uh, Molly Carr of Abundant harvest kitchen and they have been working together collaboratively a lot more lately than probably in the past and they're going to tell you a little bit about that and what they do separately and together especially out in east montgomery county uh since emilda hit back in september y'all are still working on recovery efforts I, i you know i think people don't even realize what's going on out there so hopefully you can share some of that so uh, a few things that are going on around downtown conroe it's beginning to look a lot like christmas is all i got if you haven't looked at these window displays downtown you need to come down here and look it's kind of like an old-fashioned christmas a hallmark christmas and we do have the tree lighting tomorrow night they start with the ceremonies at six o'clock at heritage park about 6 30 or so till seven will be the tree lighting festivities and then and right at 7, you will hear the music start with the Jazz Connection kids. Most of them are from uh, youth at Conroe High School. And they'll be playing right down the street from us at Founders Plaza, Christmas carols. And they're fabulous. They're really good. They've been on the show in the past. We will also have across the street a uh, letter writing to Santa. And uh, there's going to be uh, gourmet hot dogs with divine dogs. There's going to be tamales from Carmelita's. You get your picture taken with bears, etc. There's going to be inflatables down the street. Of course, you can go judge the window decorating. There's 18 merchants that have decorated their windows. And we will award the prizes first, second, third from the most popular ones that the people decide by putting a little wooden token in gift boxes outside their storefronts, uh, which is what's going to happen tomorrow night between 7 and 8.30. And uh, those will be awarded at the Conroe Christmas celebration in a couple of weeks after the parade and all that. So it's kind of a fun thing. Uh, There's no charge for this. So you just walk the two blocks down from Heritage park and uh, you'll get a postcard that tells you all the activities that are going go that are going on there might even be some snow from what i understand from a theater that does a lot of theatrical things and you know it, they're getting ready for the grass the best christmas pageant ever over at the Crichton theater which opens up this friday through right before Christmas, I believe. And then over at the Owen Theater, we have uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. So you know who that is, A Christmas Carol. So you can get tickets for that, and it kind of gets everybody in the Christmas spirit. Um, so the Art League will have their doors open. A lot of the merchants will be open and selling things from 7 to 8.30. There's also going to be tickets that people can get and drop in for a raffle that's going to be at 8.15 tomorrow at the park. you got to be present to win, giving away two bikes courtesy of Blyle Engineering and some other prizes that the merchants have all pitched in to help donate. 
So there's going to be reindeer food across the street, letter writing to Santa, Santa's workshop at Brownlee's Jeweler. There's going to be inflatables as you wait in line to go see Santa at uh, Mimi's on Main. And there's another inflatable over uh, down the street on Simonton and Thompson. And there might even be the Grinch walking around. He did that last year. He tried to just put a little sadness in everybody, but he didn't win. And uh, anyway, so a, a lot of fun, and it's all absolutely free. We had about 3,000 people out here last year in an hour and a half. It was a lot of people, but it's fun. You know, kind of gets you in the whole Christmas spirit. Also, this Friday is a monthly art experience down the street at Bean Punk Coffee. They're getting ready to celebrate a year anniversary of moving down the street. So they are across the street from the courthouse on the east side of Maine. So Friday night, December 6th, they have their uh, monthly art exhibit with photography artwork. So with that, we're going to roll into the two ladies I have sitting across from me, both Maria and Molly. And they do um, a lot of nonprofit work and is yours actually a non-profit maria is it a it's stuff? not a 501 okay it's not a 501c3 but i mean you do it's not all volunteer driven. it's all yes. volunteer driven to help communities Absolutely. and empower them mm-hmm. uh using their assets and That's leadership right. within the communities and i met you years 2008. ago it was 2008 i met you yep you know the date. Yes. <laughs> so, I remember when I stepped so, foot in Montgomery County. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So is that when you started working uh-huh. with United Way? Yes. Okay. So I guess 2008. So I've known you for about 11 years. Yeah. I know Rita Wills. Rita does stuff with us as well. Yeah. And uh, she's comes on the show quite often. And she always has a lot to say, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I met her back with the Homeless Coalition. Um mm-hmm. When I was with Youth Services, yes to youth. And Molly has been on the show before, too. Ironically, it was one (laughs) year ago that both of you were on the show together. Because I pulled up and I saw I was going to make a little, you know, a little logo thing, you know, image to put on. I go, oh, by golly, I could use the same one. (laughs) How often does that happen? So uh, that's kind of fun. So, you know. Maria, so tell me what you've been up to. Oh, gosh. Um, well, first, thank you again for having us. Thank you for all the work in getting the messages out, uh, especially the work of the nonprofits. It's real important that the community actually have a chance to learn about what we do and who's out there uh, serving the underserved. Uh, I think it's real important that, that you know your role is a messenger. So thank you so much uh, for having us. Um, but yeah, we're the three M's today. I was just thinking Margie, Molly, and Maria. So. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have some fun today. Easy to remember. That's right. Um, well, you know, my, my council, the Texas Communities Council, has been around since 2011. And uh, our primary focus is to support uh, the progress of local families and especially the underserved and help develop inclusive communities. So we do lots of efforts, uh, initiatives to help that, uh, women's initiatives, the Texas Hope Consortium, which I'll talk about a little bit in a little bit, um, and uh, a lot of educational outreach. And when there are disasters, uh, we, you know, I kind of switch hats and try to 
try you to jump help. right in. I jump right in and get your hands dirty, and yes. then you bring people with you. Yes, yes. I try to find <laughs> you know other the other, right people. Yeah, other people out out wandering around trying to help and uh, you know combine forces. But uh, but yes, we're a volunteer driven organization, and we started off. Uh, actually after the 2010 census we're coming into a new census already which is like oh my gosh you know that that was a quick 10 years um and so that's very important next year for us but in 2010 the numbers uh confirmed what we already knew which was our populations are changing and growing very rapidly and within that mix there are communities that have um gone underserved and a lot of times without voices at the table of decision making so uh, a lot of uh, the Latino professionals in the community thought we needed, we needed to start addressing that as professionals and start giving a voice to these families. Um, for most of us are children of immigrants, and so we understand the road and the challenges, uh, but we also understand that the, the child of an immigrant is very driven by the hopes of their parent. And so we want to tap into that with our young children around the county and help guide their decision making and help guide their future. So uh, you mentioned, you know, walking alongside the community. That is really what we do. We you don't, don't go in there and make changes and oh, say this no. is how you're going to do it. No, no, no. And, and actually, when you said 2008, when we first start, our very first effort before the council even began was with United Way at the time. Um, was the Deerwood Community uh, Project that we undertook. and that How was, are they doing? They're doing good, you know. I mean, we, we went in there, I was in there personally for eight years, and that was uh, grassroots community development work from the ground up. And it was a community that had been neglected and really had a bad, um, uh, was given a bad name, I guess because of the poverty in the area and uh, just just being a largely immigrant community. Mm -hmm. um, so we wanted to, we wanted to uh, identify the assets within that community and help, help them understand their, their beauty and their potential. And so eight years of a lot of work, but we did, you know, we accomplished a lot. And um, they're, they're on, you know, their third generation now. They, the Girl Scout troop is still growing strong there. I remember that. Um, and they so, registered to vote, too. Yes. They so that's had, a big deal. So people a, think they're not contributing, but they are. No, yes. And, and it's the a community learning, as a whole. Absolutely. It's a learning process. When, what we did there five years ago was, uh, or yeah, it's been about five years, we had the first uh, county uh, can, candidate forum yep. in the community I center. I love that. It was and packed. And it was a full house. It was packed. <laughs> and we had, you know, all the main candidates for the main offices around mm -hmm. the county come. Mm -hmm. And it was a beautiful exchange of, 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 of getting to know what this community was about. And also helping the young people in the community realize that they mattered, that they're valuable and their voice Dr. Matters. Wally was out there, too. Dr. Wally was out there a lot with yeah. me, yes. And uh, so we, you know, there's a lot of things that we've tried to uh, work with on both sides, uh, mm -hmm. cross-culturally. But... Um, but with uh, lately, since September, basically, uh, a lot of my work has been put on, on the side burner uh, because of Imelda. And Imelda struck very, very hard in East Montgomery County. And like you said, I think a lot of the county and a lot of parts were not really touched by, by that storm. So they don't realize that we're still in the aftermath, very much like we were with Harvey. It's actually a repeat of Harvey. Uh, the main difference is that with Harvey, we had tons of volunteers and tons of... Because it was outside. all over. It was very, yes, it was very publicized. It was very, everybody was aware of it. People were coming in from out of state mm -hmm. to help. 
with this one, um, yeah, we've been out there, you know, trying to do what we what we can with what little we have. Um, and so, and I think a lot of people are still exhausted, frankly, from the continuous flooding in the, in the area and, uh, you know, a lot of the same communities being hit over and over again. What are the areas that are the worst? Patton Village, and I know oh, yeah. King's Colony, yeah. Roman Forest. Yeah, but yeah, Patton, Patton Village. And yes, and then so, uh, yeah, the Roman Forest area, the King's Colony community, yeah. which is where we, uh, Molly and I have been right. working. Um, and, you know, just to talk a little bit about Molly before you, you know, have her kind of tell a little bit about her wonderful organization is that, uh, a week into uh, recovery following the storm, I couldn't find help. It was very difficult to find help for King's Colony. And um, how were you alerted that they needed help? Oh, because I've, I've been working there because you now were for doing it years. anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. and so I knew they were going to get hit hard. Uh, and sure enough, you know, uh, we walked in there and it was it was very much the repeat of Harvey. It was a, you know, a sense of, of uh, trauma in, in a lot of the families that have just, had gone through this again. Uh, some of the families that hadn't gone through it the, with Harvey went through it this time. And so there was a lot of confusion and, and a lot of, you know, uh, with isolated communities, it's just, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to, to uh, try to try to reach everyone and then, you know, find the help to get to them. Um, so I, I sent out the SOS to anyone I could uh, to try to get help. And Molly was uh, one of the first people that uh, I remembered her work from Harvey um, and uh, reached out to her. And she immediately, you know, said, yes, let me get some tamales on the truck and get out there by the end of the week. <laughs> and she's been there ever since, thank God. But she has been a godsend to us and to the community. And uh, you know, they just, they, they now, you know, Senora Mali is now, you know, the popular, you know, <laughs> I, I've been, I've been unseated as the, as the, as the community, no. uh, there you uh, go. That star. happens. But she's, <laughs> no, she deserves, she's wonderful. And what I love about Molly is that, you know, not everybody does this work with joy in their heart. You know, for some people it's just a job. Uh, but she does it with pure joy in her heart. So it is a, it is a mission of faith, and, and you see that. And I think the, the community responds to that with her. So I just, I'm very thankful Thank and, you. you know, just love her to death and, and strongly, strongly believe in the work that Abundant Harvest is doing. So, Well, I know you're doing a lot of wonderful things, and this is a great partnership with Maria because she is a, a strong advocate to help um, the underserved populations. And I know hopefully that will help you get some more funding um, and awareness of what you're doing. Because I want to talk about that, too, um, how you're growing just since last year yeah. and, and what's been going on. So tell me a little bit about Abundant Harvest. So Abundant Harvest is a, a ministry whose mission is to create and um, experiences around the table that feed the body, nourish the soul, and transform the community. And how we've been doing that the last couple of years is taking food that grocery stores can't sell anymore mm -hmm. and upcycling it to offer it as um, chef-prepared meals, community meals that are free to um, anyone who wants to come and gather, and also to um, have food pantries, um, specializing in perishable food, different than a lot of other food pantries that you have to go to, we go to the communities that we're serving and we have vegetables and fruit and meat and bakery items and things that can go bad and often the things that are the most expensive. 
and we're able to share that with the community in their own community so they feel at home and so, so do you have certain places that you go all the time we do so to we help what well, we we hope that we're digging deep into the communities and really beginning to partner with them so i go to the same places and we have um like this morning i was at an apartment complex and um i'm there twice a week with the food pantry and then we do dinner there once a month um we do an event called laundry love and we're there every I saw month that um, tell us about that so laundry love is a mission of saint isidore episcopal church of which the abundant harvest is a part of and what happens is the second sunday of every month we take over a laundromat and we will do um a thousand loads of laundry um, in the three hours that we're gathered i'll have a meal there with the food truck um, have shears will travel we'll be there giving free haircuts uh, St. Luke's CHI Hospital has their doctors and medical staff there to be able to. We did flu shots last month um, for for anyone who is who needs it, and um, it is in its third year and is only no probably fourth year for them, wow. and it's only growing from there. What community is that? Um, we we're off of Rayford Road, okay, a sawdust um, road right now. Um, we've moved in the last couple months to that location just because we needed more laundry <laughs> machines because we weren't you able get to get a lot of people done. out there. Yeah. I mean, a thousand loads of laundry a lot in of 30 people. minutes in the three hours. Sorry, is a That's is a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. So the more the more machines we have, <laughs> no, we the thought we had a lot of laundry, yeah, no, right? <laughs> no, I guess not. <laughs> well, a lot of families have laundry, and it's you know it's uh, the. If you use the services there, it's it's a it's a good chunk of money to get your hair, all your kids' haircuts, and mm -hmm. get your laundry done for a family of four, and to ha go out for a meal. Um, that's save, saving families quite a bit of money, and that's that's our our goal, and to bring people together, right? There's you're sitting in a laundromat all by yourself. How about gather around yeah. the table and yeah, it's have lunch um, while you're while you're waiting on your laundry to spin. It's a menial task to have to do that. Mm -hmm. So how do you get the food? Do you have grocery stores that you partner with that allow you to come by and pick up um, yeah. the so perishables? Yeah, so we partner um, with the Gabriel Foundation who works with the, one of the grocery stores and then we're also partners with Keep Us Fed Montgomery County. That was an LMC project. Absolutely. That was my class, LMC. <laughs> hey, there, you well, there you go. <laughs> we are very thankful for all of the work that Keep Us Fed is able to Good. share Good, I was going to ask about that if you were and, uh And then we're also um, partnering with the food bank because of our, the increase in need mm -hmm. that we have seen and our ability to grow. We've, um, we, we also partner with the food bank in order to so when you get food. all this food it's kind of in and out you get it you distribute it you get it you cook it you distribute it whatever exactly. because you don't have refrigeration right <laughs> <laughs> right we have the three refrigerators that are on the food truck but that's it and so this morning at six o'clock i was picking up groceries and by uh, 9 30 i'd had two food pantries and given away over 1200 pounds of food and then we'll have another food pantry tonight, and I'm going to give away right at 700 pounds of food. So um, whatever, as soon wow. as it comes in, it comes right back out. So and do you have a staff? Do you have people that volunteer with you? We have really good volunteers. <laughs> so we have not only a crew of volunteers who are just there to help, but we also um, 
give the dignity to those we are sharing with to be able to volunteer to help themselves. So it's not just we're coming in and doing it for you, but when mm -hmm. I pull up to the apartment complex, there's two people out there who help me unload the truck. There's four people inside helping to sort the truck. Um, all the groceries have come in from the truck. And, and then we're, they are contributing to helping their own community also. And I think that kind of dignity of work um, is something that helps, and it's not just another handout. Makes sense. I like that. And you can see it. I mean, it's very clear. You know, I think like the first couple of times she came out um, after the storm, you know, people were a little tentative as far as, you know, who is this lady? And, you know, Who's this mm -hmm. white girl yeah. out in the middle of the body. <laughs> That's right. You know, what do we, what, what does she want? What, you know, and so, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of like on the sidelines just trying to make sure. Is she with Maria? <laughs> do right. we know her? That's right. Maria, who is this? That's right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so that's, you know, you have to kind of, you know, build that trust. Right. But yeah. then, then about the third time, you know, the, the ladies immediately, you know, jumped in and, uh, and now you have the children. Oh, yeah, the kids are my There's like a little crew yeah. of kids, and they love it. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the cooking shows are real big on TV for the for kids and, you know, all the, the baking shows and everything. And so Molly's sitting there, and they have questions. I hear them, and they'll ask her questions about how the food was prepared or what, you know, that sort of thing. And they're, But they're, they're actually enjoying having fun getting the food ready, getting it, you know, uh, uh, packaged, packaged and served. And... Served and mm -hmm. uh, they put their little gloves on and they're professional. Yeah. So, uh, so they're, they're inspired. And I, and I think that's sometimes what, you know, what, what Molly mentioned as far as the dignity of community, that is absolutely essential for mm -hmm. me. Um, and, uh, some of the work that we do with our nonprofits with the consortium coming up, which it's going to be December 11th in Kingwood college. Um, Part of our role uh, as a as a as a council is to share the tools that we've learned with our colleagues, because you know you have n new people coming into the county into new into new roles in the organizations uh, that may or may not have a lot of experience in working with uh, rural or semi semi rural communities or immigrant communities or underserved communities. There's a lot of knowledge and wisdom that needs to be transferred, right? And when when you're out in the field, um, you you know you're learning as you go. I mean, Molly and I have <laughs> talked about the lessons learned from Harvey, right? Yeah, like stepping on each other's toes, or you know, trying to make sure you know what, what does the community want as opposed to what I what I want for the community. And um, mm -hmm. and so the dignity of of, of the community is is so important uh, that they feel that they are part of the process. Uh, so uh, for us as a council, we want to make sure that we're you know we're reminding our colleagues um, you can sit behind a desk and that's and sometimes you just have to do that. You have to do the case management, you have to do the paperwork and all that, but you're needed in the field. And I think we've gotten away from that uh, as a as a profession. And I don't know if that's just because it's easier to to manage uh, uh, a lot of our services in house. Uh, but that's not what a lot a lot of our communities how they function. And so what happens is they are they will not go to a location to ask for help. So they go unhelped, and then those children suffer. Mm -hmm. um, so being out among the community, and frankly, um, as women of faith, that I feel like that's also part of our mission is to be out among those that need you know to feel loved and valued. Mm -hmm. uh, and and you can see it with the hot meal. 
it's like you know we were talking about that one day it's like the hot meal just it translate it transcends a lot of the stuff that people are worried about or you know negativity out there it's just like we're eating together we're nourishing mm-hmm. ourselves and like she said the soul and the body um and so it, it it just brings joy and i just think it's a beautiful beautiful way to build community as well as meet basic needs um so so yeah so i think there's um there's a lot of lessons that you, you can only learn when you're out in the field uh, doing this type and of work. meeting at the table. Absolutely, yeah. And one example of that is um, this weekend, we're um, with the group of uh, community members from the King's Colony area. We're going to help them gather together and make the tamales oh, for the yes. Christmas season. Oh, so yes. we have eight or ten women who are going to gather and not only make the tamales for their families but also to be able to share with the rest of the community so it's not just me bringing stuff to them they're actually so they're doing the masa oh everything oh you should have seen them light up when she (laughs) when she threw out that idea a couple weeks ago you know about having a tamalada oh my gosh all the women were like uh, yes, what do we need to do? And she said, well, I'm bringing the food. You just have to prepare it and, you know, get it ready. And they were on it. They are excited about and this. And I will help eat it. And, <laughs> yeah. What a, what a great idea. That's right. So, and, um, and, and that helps, too, because, as you know, I'm a classically trained in French technique um, cook. And so what I cook often does not translate to their comfort food. It's comfort food if you're an American Southerner. It's comfort food if you're from Provence and France. It's not France. part of their norm, though. But it's not yeah. what they have. So mm-hmm. to allow them to be able to make their comfort food for their community and mm-hmm. their culture, and I can learn that as a skill for myself to make myself a better chef, that's that's a trade-off. So you're letting even yourself even. be humbled, vulnerable, and all of that to whatever is appropriate for them, which is the way you really should... Yes. Serve. Yes. Right. Well, and you know that's serving. (laughs) Really, it's not. It's not your own idea and coming in there. That's not serving. Right. (laughs) And it's such a gift for me because this is a knowledge base of the abuelas of the Mm -hmm. community that that you know my grandmother taught me how to cook great Czech kolaches, but Mm -hmm. not tamales. Right. (laughs) But the communities we're serving have been teaching me, okay, here's the better way to make rice. Here's a different way to do this. Here's how you make uh, Costa Rican tamales. Here's how you make Mexican tamales. Sometimes it's part of just feet on the ground and immersing yourself. Yes, because like, and it's it's so interesting, really, even from like a sociological perspective, uh, is that because our communities are very diverse within right uh so you have multiple cultures within one community and so when you're talking let's say for example a largely latino community but within that you're going to have four or five different you know uh cultures and so they are navigating among themselves those differences and there are differences that sometimes cause conflict and require some intervention you know um but the food the food is so amazing because, yes, there's a Salvadoran tamale and a Mexican tamale, mm-hmm. and the women will talk with each other about this, That's about how they're, yes, how they're going to, uh, so they come up with a list that they handed into her about the ingredients that they were wanting. So they had to, they had to navigate which tamale they were going to decide to do. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. I mean, food has 
um, multiple layers of of wisdom within. It's well, not it just not people. the food. Absolutely, I mean, everybody's right. got to eat, right? So yeah. And, yeah. and let's this talk community about how it can work for everyone. Not only eating together, but coming together to prepare it too. Yeah. I think this goes back to a great you know, idea. ancientness of of women gathering sure. and the strength of a community. Well, and so and so get this. Gathered. So she's bringing the ingredients Friday. They're going to be cooking, okay, and getting everything ready starting that evening. Uh, all day Saturday, they're going to be cooking. And then Sunday, Alejandra Tapia is coming out with Chicago Aztec dance. So talk about ancient. Um, they're going to come do great. yes. They're going to. That's the first time she'll be out in King's Colony. Oh, so it, okay. it'll be her welcome uh, to King's Colony. She's coming out to do the dance uh, for the yeah. community, and then they will distribute the tamales. Then wow. So it'll be a, it, it's wonderful way of celebrating. Uh, the season and the cultures. Uh, I, I love it. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break and uh, talk about what direction we're going to go here. And uh, so that, uh, you know, we could pay some bills and then we'll mm-hmm. be right back. So I'm Margie Taylor and I am here with Maria Jordan and uh, Molly Carr. And we're talking about working together in um, different communities in Montgomery County. We'll be right back. Since 2004, Roger Stein Chiropractic has offered spine and joint manipulation services to residents of Montgomery County and surrounding areas. Conditions treated include lower back pain, migraines, headaches, whiplash, carpal tunnel, neck pain, sciatica, joint pain, sports injuries, herniated discs, and complications from pregnancy. Roger Stein Chiropractic, led by Dr. Stacy Rogers and Dr. Brian McGee, is an integrity-verified chiropractic clinic. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment or visit rogerssteinchiropractic.com. That's R-O-D-G-E-R-S-S-T-E-I-N, chiropractic.com. Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids are removed from their home because of abuse and neglect, and we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit costaspeaksforkids.com. That's costaspeaksforkids.com. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- Six four seven three seven seven six. Okay, so continuing on with our conversation with Maria Jordan, Texas Familias Council, and Molly Carr, Abundant Harvest, uh, about some of the recovery efforts that are going on from the Amilda storm that happened in September. They're still going on. Things aren't perfect. No, Things aren't wonderful. No. Just because it's Christmas, everything isn't like... No. Recovery Ready takes recovery takes years really. So right. what do they need out there? What's going on? Well, um, you know, FEMA came in I think two weeks after the storm. So we had a rough 
beginning after the storm, there was not a lot of help. Um, Just because they weren't aware of it or what? I don't know what was going on. It took uh, a long time for it to be declared a, yes, an, it did. a disaster area. And they yeah. can't go out there till it is. It took a couple weeks. And Red Cross had a presence, but it was very minimal in the beginning. So it was difficult to really kind of figure out, you know, where the lifelines were. Um, so it, it, it was, it was tough the first couple of weeks. And then, uh, you know, I worked with FEMA a lot to try to get, uh, the communities to be informed about what the process was, you know, try to, you know, uh, overcome any fears about, you know, uh, asking for help and then, um, you know, try to get people to sign up. Actually tomorrow is the deadline for, oh, really? for FEMA app wow. to apply. So if you if you haven't applied and you did suffer some some damage, you need to get that in there. Even if even if you don't think you have a chance of getting help, it's better to have the application in. That way you could always appeal it uh, if there's any denial. But uh, as far as what what we see as far as need, it's a lot of basic need. These families are basic. starting from minus zero. A lot of them, and I guess what 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 is important to talk about is the existence of poverty in our county. Um, that, that, that is, uh, it, it, it transcends, uh, ethnicity, cultures, uh, age. We have a lot of elderly that are in poverty. Um, there it, it's, it's out there. And I think it's, it's easy for us to compartmentalize, uh, that that's somebody else's problem or it's, it's very minimal, but actually, uh, we see growing poverty and with the region population growing, uh, and people from Houston moving outward, you're going to start seeing those strains on on local communities and what's going on there. So it's it while we would all like to believe that somebody's taking care of it and it's going to be handled and it's just kind of going to go away. It doesn't really work that way. Uh, it takes a lot of conversation, strategizing on you know, how to, how to begin to address uh, poverty at the very local level. Each community is different. And then wh who are your resources? Who, are your, who is capable of handling what piece of that? And well, you're working with uh, CAC out yes, there as well, uh, Community, Community Assistance, Assistance Center. Center. We both work with them, and they've been wonderful, too. And they're actually helping me with some uh, ongoing work out in, in, Montgomery, in East Montgomery County. So we're hoping to, to, even though they're based here in Conroe, they do serve the whole county. They serve the whole county. And they have many different types of services and case management also. Um, so both Jennifer's uh, have been uh, very Landers wonderful. Landers and Huffine, Landers, yes. yes. Uh, and... Um, Jennifer Huffine was in my class too, LMC. Oh, was she? Yes. Because I was her husband. And I worked with Jennifer Huffine <laughs> yes. years ago for, for a short period with United That's Way. Right. So we That's have right. a long standing friendship she did too. Mm -hmm. But they both get it and they both understand oh, yes. um, what's needed. And so it's just a matter of kind of joining forces and then trying to find out what resources are out there to help address that. And I think uh, really also bringing our county leaders, our elected officials, into that discussion is very important. So are you working with the commissioner, Metz, or I, um, I did have a meeting with chief. him a couple weeks, uh, and uh, uh, Chief Carlisle out in Roman Forest, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's been very helpful. And then... Uh, Hayden? Constable uh, Hayden? Or not, is that even called into play? Maybe not, because it's well, not Well, you know, law, law enforcement, enforcement is very important. Uh, it, it, it may not appear, you know, people kind of think, well, first responders and that's it. But no, I mean, it really takes a whole community to rebuild and to, and to move forward. I mean, you need kind of everybody working towards a common vision of what is a healthy community, you know. 
yes, we need to keep people fed. They need to have shelter. They need the basics, but they also need to fe- feel safe and secure in so their guidelines, homes. boundaries. Yes, mm-hmm. and they need to have hope that they're that they matter, that they have something to contribute. Um, and that's where our nonprofits all come into our our church communities, our faith communities. Um, and so it, it's really about having these conversations with our elected officials on how we grow, uh, because the growth is here like it or not mm-hmm. you know i mean you were talking about our small town you know the the feel mm-hmm. that when you walk through uh downtown conroe how, how beautiful it is right now and that's what we all want to hold on to is that sense of connection and that small town but the truth is we're losing that quickly because mm-hmm. of the growth and that's not going to stop so how do we adjust how do we address those growing needs um and uh still and, stay connected to each yes, other still right. stay connected right yes so uh so yeah so it is an ongoing conversation that i can hope to continue to have with uh, local elected officials and and uh continue to un- see what they're seeing and then try to figure out how to how to address that so let's jump ahead so december 11th you have an event at lone star college yes. in kingwood and you've invited some of those leaders to yes. come mm-hmm. and talk about what it looks like. Tell me what the topics are of what so, it, this is going to uh, be about. It, uh, our Texas Hope Consortium actually meets twice a year. So we had a spring meeting and this is the last meeting. And actually I was I was scheduled to have it uh, in October, but it got postponed because of Imelda. So we're squeezing it in here at the end at a necessity to make sure that we're sharing uh, lessons learned and that we also acknowledge the help. Uh, we're actually recognizing Molly and some of our other community partners uh, that day for their help uh, after Imelda. Um, but the topics are, you know, what are the demographic changes that we're seeing, the population growths, what are the needs that we're seeing, um, and the diversity and the inclusion of communities is very important to that discussion. Uh, and actually, I'm going to have a panel of local residents that are going to share some of their hopes with the, the nonprofit professionals that are there so that they hear directly from the community about what it feels like to raise a family in East Montgomery County. What are, why are they there? What, what do they hope for their children? And what are they needing for that, for that journey? Uh, I think that's very, very important <clears throat> that we have that conversation directly and that you know people walk away from that meeting feeling that there is a piece that they can contribute. Um, so and yes. that they've been seen and heard. And that they've been seen and heard. Yeah. Because Did you ask uh, Senator Creighton to come out? Um, I haven't reached out to Senator Creighton. Because I actually brought it up. Oh, did <laughs> you? That's wonderful, I'm Margie. That girl. That, you are that girl. <laughs> at, at the Magnolia Chamber when he was speaking. Okay. And he was talking about the rainy day fund. I said, speaking of rainy days, um, mm-hmm. let's talk about Emilda. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot of damage in East County. He goes, yes, that's part of our new plan mm-hmm. to be in I'm saying you should probably reach out to him. Sure. Um, Kevin Brady, Congressman Brady, is going to be at the new Meals on Wheels building. As soon as I'm done here, I'm going over there. Oh, wow. Wonderful. Do you know about that? They took over the food bank building. Oh, that's right. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. That's yeah. Fun. So yeah. that's anyway. No, but so I mean, I, I say think, hi. You know, but I part, mean, I think inviting all those people that can help us, the sure. legislators, make change right. happen, and hear from the local residents. And that's a, and that's a very good point, Margie, because sometimes uh, you know our our communities are changing very quickly, and sometimes our elected officials don't realize, you know, who are all these new 
families well, and constituents don't. that live here and, and who are the future constituents, the right? The squeaky wheel, you know? Yes, exactly. If you don't say, people don't know. Right, right. And so, you know, part of, and we're having, this is our first uh, consortium meeting in East Montgomery County. We've always held them in Conroe and in the Woodlands area. And so I've partnered a lot with Lone Star College Montgomery. This is the first time I'll be doing it at Kingwood College. Uh, and actually, I will be uh, having an office now at Kingwood College to, to continue hmm. the ongoing uh, follow-up after Imelda and future disasters. Because I, I think we both realize that this is the new normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as it always, it hurts me to even have to say that, but we will continue to see suffering from natural disasters in this region. And so uh, us being prepared and working better together is very important that, you know, that we begin to, to learn how to do that. And so my, my having an office at the Kingwood College, I'm hoping will bring more attention and awareness to East Montgomery County from our partners uh, based out here in Conroe. Have you gone uh, to the luncheons at the Greater East Montgomery County Chamber? I have. Haven't been in a while. It's been a while. We need to go. They have one Wednesday to talk about this. Just saying. Yes. No, and, and, you know, and you and I have partnered over the years. Some Well, because we go way back, you know the need. And so Mm -hmm. it's it's always important that uh, I think sometimes, and that's this is another thing that I'm very mindful with Molly, because uh, people a lot, and I'm saying in the general public, assume that we have this giant army behind us of thousands and thousands of workers that are out What's there. What's the reality? And surely it's not just <laughs> Molly bringing the food out to East Montgomery County or Maria trying to address the, the, all the needs of the Latino community. That's absurd, right? We do what we can with what we can, and we try to amplify that as much as possible to, to raise awareness, right? But the truth is, is that we're very limited. We're very limited as far as uh, all that we can do to try to deal with the growing population and the growing needs. So we n- always need help. We always need volunteers. I we need to need interrupt help. you. People yes. don't realize you don't even get paid for this. No, no. You have been volunteering your time for how many years? Since 20? 10 years, yeah. 10 yeah. years just yeah, helping so the I, I like to remind <laughs> I like to remind our local elected officials that uh, when you're talking about investment in Montgomery County I think I've proven my investment by being here even though I you know I don't live in the county but I came here uh, out of the need because of, of the growing uh, community but you're not trying to change it no you're no, no, immersing no, no. in it yes and, and I'm walking trying, side by side That's I'm trying the I'm whole trying to yes and I'm trying to share <laughs> the knowledge that I have after over a 25 year career and working right. with communities um so it is a it is a personal mission of mine and i don't expect anything other than uh respect for the communities and and you know sharing the 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 the, the need the 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 response to the need so i appreciate our, our our for me partnerships are golden they're they're absolutely essential to the well-being of the communities so so one last question. So if somebody wanted to go to your event December 11th, how do they find out about that? Okay, so December 11th, uh, we will begin at 930 as check-in, and it will go till noon, and then we'll have kind of a mingle, uh, you know, light lunch uh, for people to kind of catch up and maybe digest a little bit about what we talked about during the consortium. It's open to anyone. It's free of charge, Any, uh, anyone free. serving the community. So a lot okay. of our nonprofit sectors, uh, 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 professionals are going to be attending um, and, uh, and so, you know, we hope to continue that conversation afterwards. Uh, you can, uh, email me texasfamilias at outlook.com. I also have a different website up now. And actually my uh, previous website was hijacked. Uh, it was, a. Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> it was stolen by the Russians of all of all things. Yes. What? Yes. You know this happens, right? I mean, no, yes. I. Yeah. Oh yes. So um, anyway, it, so I have two websites, up, but the actual one that is directed to me, uh, directed to me right now is Texas Familias Council at, I mean, texasfamiliascouncil.org. So it's not texaslatinoleadership.com? No. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's the one I put on the website. Yes. So, yeah. Well, this one just <laughs> came up. So we just, I just now posted the new website. So texasfamiliascouncil.org. Okay. Would be the one. And, and that just kind of gives you an overview of the work that we do. <laughs> um, but on Facebook, you can find me and I, I'm posting constantly about Molly, about all partners and what they're doing and, and uh, about the community work. So, um, okay. Yeah. So just let well, me know. That's good. So I'll repost that on Conroe Culture News. So let's talk Molly. Yes. Molly, you're, you're on the spotlight now. Okay. So Abundant Harvest, um, do you have anybody that works like staff with you at this point? Um, we have a couple contract workers who we've gotten grants to help us um, oh, with disaster relief specifically. We have someone who helps deliver the food to one of the neighborhoods that we're still serving from Harvey. And then we also have a repair coordinator that we got a big grant from our national church, a quarter million dollar grant to be able to help some of those families who have not moved recovered from Harvey to be able to move back home. And so she will be working through the end of the year to get those families back into their homes um, that are safe and don't have, and have floors and walls, <laughs> you do um, which they haven't work. had before. Do you take a day off? Fridays is my day off and I'm pretty strict about it. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. So, um, but I, I do, saw... but I will say that I will say this also. I also have the best team of volunteers who are very, um, dedicated and hardworking and so much so that one of them was even featured, um, in a national ad campaign from Ally Bank, um, where she was highlighted and um, for her work with us and she was the bank contributed $10,000 to what we're doing wow. and also she had been without a home for four months also got her a home for the year Isn't that so awesome? that's nice uh, it's it was I mean our volunteers are, are the best and they do the but could you always lifting. use more I can always always use more especially now because Starting in uh, 2020, we're going to be ramping up everything because of our new brick and mortar that we're opening up. Oh, wow. yes. That's exciting. I'm excited by it, too. Yes. And that's where you need a walk-in refrigerator. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So we hope that um, in beginning in 2020 and in for the next two years that we have this proof of concept grant, that um, we're able to increase what we're doing by five times what we're already doing. So right now we've given away over 100,000 pounds of food this year. We want to, in two years time, ramp that up to a half a million um, pounds of food that we're able to share. And um, we need a place to be able to keep it um, as we increase what we're doing. And so this year on Giving Tuesday, we're, we're asking that folks give towards the Abundant Harvest um, in order that we can uh, get both a walk-in fridge and a walk-in freezer. And I think we're going to be able to do that because we've had one of our um, patrons has uh, offered to match dollar for dollar what we raise. 
um, on Giving Tuesday. That's exciting. Wow. And um, last year we raised almost $30,000 and were able to buy a van wow. um, so we could transport the groceries safely and efficiently. And this year we're hoping to be able to get both a walk-in fridge and a freezer um, in our new building. And I can attest, I just want to interrupt. I can attest to the fact that every component of Molly's work is uh, amazingly efficient as far as like she explained reusing you know donations being able to make the most out of what we have uh, connecting it directly with the community and then helping build those bridges and that dignity within community it's an amazing um, mission and and I I just I hope people do uh, find it especially in this season if you want to, if you want to contribute to something that you know is going to touch families directly, uh, I would highly, highly urge you to consider Abundant Harvest. I think it's an amazing organization. So it's harvesttruck.org is your website. That is harvesttruck.org is our main website, and uh, on that front page, you can contribute straight to the Giving Tuesday, or um, you can also be an ongoing contributor, um, both with volunteering and financially. So I am asked every month to contribute uh, volunteer opportunities through the Republican newsletter. Great. So hopefully you can give me some that I can give them because they just sent me that email yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. So every so month they can we learn post... more about Abundant Harvest as well. Right. Every month we post all the events that are going on that um, month and um, let people go to a sign up genius so I know how many people are coming and Good. we can help plan so this menus would be for based January, on that. And I'm yeah. sure it's all going to be the same. You're going to need help with yeah, whatever. Yeah, we're we're going to need <laughs> even more. Well, as we as we increase and open up, you know, this brick and mortar, we're going to need ex tons of more volunteers just because we want to be able to have a the, not only our mobile food pantries continuing, but we're also going to be having a food pantry at the building where people can come and um, get food they need for their families. And that's gonna be open six days a week. And then we also are offering a free community meal at lunch Monday through Friday with wow. the new building um, so that people can come in and not eat alone and not feel lonely. And um, because I think when we say, you know, what are people hungry for? They're always hungry for food, right? That's a necessary thing. But I think so many people in our community now are hungry for connection. They need yes. socialization. Right. Yes. That's and, why we and, live in what's called a community. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and and I think that, you know, having a, a, a soup and salad lunch with with people and, and maybe the same people every Tuesday coming and having lunch together, yeah. it changes. It changes who you are and it does mm -hmm. transform you because you see the value that you offer and you see the value in others. Mm -hmm. And I and I think with um, we are going to need lots of help going forward. I don't even know the help we're going to need yet because we're kind of learning as we go. Sure. But, but um, you know it's there. But I know we're going to. Okay. <laughs> so you just need a phone number to call when you need it, right? right. Email me. Okay, we need I you will, now. Let's go. I will go. put you That's to right. work. <laughs> okay, so what have we not covered, ladies? I don't know how much time we have, Dick. Five minutes or so. Oh, there's the clock. Hello. There we go. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I think we've kind of covered. I mean, I just think, you know, I hope uh, uh, talking to my colleagues out there that, you know, you do come December 11th to kind of hear these stories and have this conversation with us. But also, I hope that, you know, 
Molly and I came together out of necessity, right? Out of disaster and need and a, and a common uh, call. Uh, but th these partnerships are so important, you know, and, and supporting one another. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as her organization is growing and developing and needing that, that support from the community and our elected local elected officials so that they're aware of the tremendous amount of work that these organizations do to just sustain a lot of our people in need. You know, our population is growing older and a lot of people are going to be growing old in homes where they may be very lonely and they may only, you know, may only have someone like Molly or, or myself or somebody to come by and check on them. Uh, all these pieces are important. Mm -hmm. So uh, I strongly urge everyone to continue coming together and, you know, supporting, you know, the, the common work. And I would like to just jump in real quick and just say that, you know, I didn't grow up down here. Um, in this community, but I've been here now for almost 20 years, and this is is the first community that I've been able to put down roots in because it has been such a welcoming, loving um, community, mm -hmm. and and you know our hashtag is offensively generous, mm -hmm. and I see I see this community being offensively generous, like so generous you can't you don't even know what to do with it. And and I have to thank this community for that, for not only supporting the abundant harvest in Texas Familias, but also for all the work that's done in this community to help those who are vulnerable mm -hmm. and and to bring together um, us to be the best selves that we can be. And Montgomery County has, has been this home for me that helped raise my daughter that, um, and you know, I think that's, that's a story that a lot of people could tell about Montgomery County. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you go into Houston, it doesn't feel as close. It feels all right. spread out. You right. come here and Everywhere I go, every single day, I see someone I know. Yeah, and I know people you get know, a little bit. And they bit, do care. Yeah, and people get nervous with change and growth. But just sure dive in. Is just my, jump is in. My, jump in. There are, there yeah, are good people doing good do. work, and there are things to do, and you have something to contribute, and we value that. So jump in and don't get caught up in negativity or division. Jump in right. and do the work. You know, that's what, I believe that's what God asks us right. to do. So Right, and I think this holiday season, that's exactly what we're, you know, as people of faith, that's what mm -hmm. we're called to do, not only during this holiday season season but also the whole rest of the year mm -hmm. so i'm sure we could talk again for another hour but our time is limited and so i urge people to go to harvesttruck.org or go to um, abundant harvest on your facebook page yes abundant harvest kitchen Abundant Harvest Kitchen, you can find it. Yeah, that's right. There's <laughs> um, lots of Abundant and Harvest. And then uh, Texas Familius Council, you can find anything that you're posting, and you like to post a lot. Yes, uh, I do. Of, of all the different things that we haven't even touched on. There's a lot of different things, because uh, you care very deeply about the community. Yes. And um, the vulnerable populations, and different things that are going on, and uh, you'll take others. Anybody wants to come in? Your arms are open. They can come in, get their hands dirty. And I think partnering with other, if any other nonprofits would right. want to partner with us, that we're always looking. What are you lacking? Um, construction. A lot, you know, working on construction. We've partnered with some great contractors, but I think there's some of that that's going on. And Okay. Call us. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. All right. Thank well, you, Margie. Tomorrow's Giving Tuesday. And uh, it's also, what was the other Tuesday? Tuesday's to go. Sorry. Yeah. So oh, catering. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
So remember the holiday spirit can last all year. It doesn't have to be just in December. Yes. So with that, uh, this show is sponsored by Roger Stein Chiropractic. At, they're at 3303 West Davis and Conroe. And we appreciate uh, Stacy Rogers and what she does to help us get the word out by having this radio show. Thank you. And uh, hopefully we'll see some people tomorrow night in downtown Conroe. Thank you. Thanks.